Doreen, however you want to call me. You can call me Door Door. Um, my podcast name is Door Door NYC, and it's, um, it came from my grandma giving me this nickname, Door Door. She also called me Doctora, which means doctor in Arabic. She wanted me to heal people. That's what she used to say. She said, you need to heal people. I was 12 when she died. Um, I never got to heal people. I'm not a doctor. But I like that nickname. So I kept Dordor, and Dordor kind of um, mimicked my whole life. Dordor. I don't know. It sounded like I'm a little playful, different, unique. Some people hate that word, unique. And um, NYC, because I've been here for over 22 years, so more than half my life. So Dordor NYC, here it goes. The shortest, most um, silly explanation of my name. Um, this episode today, episode number 15, is about red flags. I wish I had this like... I need, I need a little bit... Um, weird uh, sound effects here. Red flags. What are red flags? Oh my God. So many people will say different things about red flags. Um, the way I see it, and I never really paid attention to those words, um, until the last year. Um, red flags are basically a warning, right? And they can manifest themselves in different ways, either you see something and you instantly think this is not right or you think this is not right for me. You can have a physical reaction to something that happens or seen or discussed. And, and sometimes it's, it's a physical altercation that causes this, you know, warning to come. And we all have red flags and we all have seen them, and we all have in, encountered ourselves reacting to them. And I'm sure a lot of people had um, their own red flags about us. So it's nothing unique to one person or the other. And it really boils down to, for the most part, unless it's an abusive situation, um, I guess our compatibility or where we are in our lives. And sometimes it could be a toxic um, trait that we're noticing. But other than talking about what red flags are, for example, in relationships, and when I say relationships, and I've been saying that throughout the whole series on this podcast, I do not only talk about romantic relationships. We can talk about work relationships, colleagues, supervisors, um, you as, as a supervisor, if you are friendships, family interactions and relationships. And obviously, um, when people talk about red flags, they also talk about relationships. So I, I tried to research a little bit about what are our main red flags in re relationships? And some of them are mostly about romantic ones, but I think you can 
kind of relate them to other things. Um, in a romantic relationships, they would bring up somebody wanting to rush into a new relationship too fast. Um, that's also part of love bombing and narcissism. Um, and that's its own thing. Um, for me, I've always looked into how people speak about um, the demise of their former relationships. And it could be at work, it could be with romantic partners, and it could be with friends. And I think it's very important to pay attention. And it's not always unwarranted, but it's very important to pay attention to how people speak about people who are no longer in their lives. And if they constantly describe everybody as crazy and it's always somebody else's fault for things not working out or they've been so horrible and you're perfect and that's your line to yourself throughout every relationship in your life, then yeah, that's definitely a red flag. And it's a huge red flag for me um, personally. It's actually one of the top ones is... How do people talk about people who no longer are in their lives? Um, and then maybe people are rude to other people, especially older people or people that service them. Um, I pay attention to that. Um, if what they say does not match what they do on a regular basis, um, if they express anger in a way that makes you uncomfortable. I have been in situations that when people had an outburst of emotions, even in just venting about life, but that came off very, very aggressive. It was almost like a, a verbal abuse, even if it wasn't targeted at me. The way that it came out and the intensity that it brought and the anger that came with it was very scary. So for me, that was a point where I felt unsafe and, you know, kept wondering, is this ever going to be targeted towards me if I did something wrong or if I made them upset? So that's definitely something that came to mind. Um, some of it is, you know, I guess communication. Um, if somebody pushes your physical boundaries, even in, in a, what seems like innocent ways, oh my God, I can, I can talk for hours about that. Um, the manipulations of doing things that you might not be comfortable with. Um, and it's not just, and I'm not talking just romantically, sexually, um, in many ways, you just don't feel good for you and you're being pushed, um, with even a loving intention behind it, but, but pushing you to do something that it's outside of your comfort zone in general and not letting it go or making you feel bad for not doing it, um, that's definitely a red flag or a sense of control, right? Um, you know, if somebody puts you down constantly, even if they tease you, but the, the general conversation is usually to make you feel uncomfortable or not good enough or not worthy enough. That's definitely a red flag. And it doesn't mean that this person does it to everybody. It could just mean that you 
your way of communication is, you know, bordering some sort of line of control and obsession that maybe they wouldn't have with someone else just because of your personalities clashing. I've seen that many times with friends, actually. I had a friend, a girlfriend, who was lovely to everyone, and she is lovely, but whenever the both of us would be in the same room and we are both quite witty and sarcastic, there was something between the two of us that just couldn't, um, we couldn't stop. It was constantly teasing, constantly putting each other down in a sarcastic, silly, funny way, but it got to the point that we both kind of overdid it. And it was quite painful and hurtful to get to the point that our relationship basically ended. I couldn't handle being around her in social situations and um, it just, and I, I was constantly offended and it just got to this point where she was offended and I felt that way and it just didn't work. And it's just the way we communicated with each other or triggered each other that just wasn't working for us. But it doesn't mean that we're both not able to cultivate other relationships that are not based in that. And that was interesting to see how some people just do that to each other. Um, we all know about gaslighting. And if you don't, you can read into it. But the whole... Um, feeling about making you feel like you never said something or done something or or to make you question yourself, question your integrity, question the things that um, you've promised or or things that they've promised you and make you feel conf constantly as if you are losing your mind and unaware of where you are in your life or what you're doing or what you're saying. Um, that's a very painful place to be in in a relationship when it's constantly happening. Uh, of course, we all suffer from temporary amnesia at times and or we don't pay attention very carefully to what is being said because we're busy and life is busy. And it could be that somebody says to someone, hey, let's meet Monday for dinner and and it's like, yay, I usually put it immediately in the calendar, but sometimes you forget. And then if somebody is like, hey, we were supposed to meet today and you're like, oh, I forgot. That's not really gaslighting. But if somebody promises you um, to call you and or to do something with you and then they say they never said that, that's that's the tip of the iceberg of gaslighting. It obviously goes into a much deeper places. Um, when people respond poorly, when you take time away from them, when you can't spend time with them and they go into this passive aggressive mode, that could be a red flag. Um, when people rely on you as their sole support for serious mental health issues or past traumas, Talk about being the savior in relationships. Don't ever take that role. It's not fun for anyone, not the receiving end, not the giving end. It shouldn't be that way. No relationship should be um, that imbalanced. Um, and I'm talking again about romantic and friendships and families. Um, we are not here to save each other. We can support each other, but we cannot be the main support for something that is very 
serious, we should always seek outside counsel and support. And um, that's definitely a very difficult place to be in. Um, I think general easy one is when people are just not in the same path as you are. And it's not a red flag per se. It's not something that you need to be scared of. Um, and none of it is to scare you off or to be fearful of. It's just these things that come about that you need to pay attention to and say, hey, this is me. This is how I represent myself. And this is what I'm looking for in my life. And then there's another person you want to spend time with. And they're like, this is me. And this is where I am in my life. And those two paths are not even intersecting at any point in the process knowing that ahead of time kind of give you the idea that you shouldn't pursue that type of relationship because it will never work. Um, some people talk about constant reassurance as a red flag. I don't see it that way. My love language is um, physical touch and words of affirmation. I give them. I would love to receive them. And, but yes, anything that is obviously extreme, um, is a red flag in general. Um, when people are overly jealous, that's an easy one. And it's an easy one to basically see. And I will add another layer that is not often discussed and it's not what these red flags are because they can be different to all of us, right? Some of us like, I actually met people recently who were like, my ex was never jealous of me. And I wish she was jealous of me. I wanted her to be more jealous of me. I wanted her to trust me, but I also wanted to feel like she cares about me so much that it would bother her if someone else, you know, caught my attention or I caught someone else's attention. And uh, you know, that's a conversation on its own, but he needed that sense of security and feeling needed and wanted and desired. And for him, that would have been portrayed in some sort of um, minor jealousy. I personally do not subscribe to that. Um, I've been in a relationship where there was zero jealousy. I've been in a relationship where there was jealousy, but I think somewhere um, where trust is and being able to trust each other is, is quite important. I think when trust is no longer there, then jealousy really comes about. Um, but it's not to say that one does not want to feel desired and, um, wanted and needed and get that sense. Um, but going back to the red flags themselves, I think what, I was interested in is how our physical and mental reactions to things that are not right for us or not right in general or toxic um, manifest themselves and how to recognize them as the red flags. And I think it was Oprah who once said that when, and I think I've used it in another podcast, but it's such a profound thing, is that when you don't listen to your own instincts or your own warning signs, aka red flags, 
the 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 noise in the background in your inner voice or whatever it is that that alarm system will start amplifying and becoming louder the more you ignore it to the point where your physical and mental health will start suffering in the process. And there's a lot of people who suffer from physical issues that are stemming from mental and emotional exhaustions, abuse, or toxic situations. And they get to that point when it's just too much to take and being unable to separate yourself from that place or take care of yourself. And it's almost like the body signaling to us that you've reached your limit. You have to listen. This cannot keep going on. And why am I doing this podcast today about red flags is because I've been very good for the most part noticing red flags in in general and many times I could also write them down for you and talk about them and highlight them early on in the process of meeting someone new or even talking to someone chatting with someone having a random conversation but Sometimes I don't want to believe them and I give this sense of benefit of the doubt to these people in my life because I care about them or because I'm interested in getting to know them and because I believe that we are all humans and flawed so clearly there are things that are not going to be in line just naturally by being two different people. Um, And at the same time, because I believe in giving chances to people. But some of the situations I've been in, in the last few years, I wish I did not ignore. I was in a situationship for a while where my body screamed, (laughs) screamed, This is not healthy for you. It doesn't mean that the other person was toxic to me. It means that that situation was not working. And I kept trying to make it work. But it started with insomnia. It continued with extreme anxiety. I suffered for the first time in my life after 42 years with panic attacks and anxiety attacks, which I've never encountered before. Um, Extreme weight gain, inability to lose weight, migraines five, six, seven times a month, and vertigos, weird ways of of weird fogginess even before covid and constant dizziness spells and energy shifts depression 
so many things, um, physical body issues that no doctor, and I've been to so many in nine months of testings, could figure out. And even hospital, um, I went to the hospital a few times in those years, and nothing made sense. Nothing. And the funny part is, is that the person I was with at the same time, at that time, who cared very deeply for me and my well-being, brought it up and I ignored it for a year until after the fact that I got to go back and actually think about it. And they asked me, you know, they didn't dismiss the fact that I was suffering physically. They actually acknowledged it and wonderfully so. But they asked, you know, could it be that it's mental? And I was like, what? No, this is a physical reaction. This is an actual disease or something that is wrong with my physical body. That cannot be mental. What would cause that? I'm very happy. And and then you realize that, no, you weren't really happy. And your body was signaling that. And that is more of a red flag than anything else, because that is you ignoring yourself. And that's your body falling apart, signaling that, screaming, stop this madness. We are in pain. This is not going to end well. And I didn't listen. Today, looking back, I, I, I already know the signs. So when I have these weird spells of insomnia or anxiety looming or dizziness in the middle of the day, I will sit down, breathe in, and write down everything that I've been through in those past hours or days leading to and ask myself the hard questions. What is causing this? And most of the times, unless there's a huge storm coming and then my migraines trigger, it's really something deeper than that. And most of the times today, I immediately know what it is. And if I don't know exactly what it is, I know what it's related to and I know how to stop it. My physical issue that took a long time to figure out and never really got figured out disappeared when I was no longer in that situation. Disappeared within a week. And even though I didn't want it to end, I didn't realize how connected it was. And that says a lot. It says a lot about how smart our body is. And it also says a lot about how we don't listen very well. So this little podcast today is more or less about recognizing when 
you've reached that point and hopefully you never get to that point. You're able to see these things ahead of time and stop them. But because we are humans and we do give second chances and we do want to make things right and it's very hard to let go or quit things, to know what it is before it ruins you completely and to be mindful about what are those things that your body does to you that are stemming from your mental health and your your basically your warning signals i am in a great place in my life right now with regards to this and in a very mindful place and it's very healing to be able to see things and understand where they come from now actually acting on them has been quite difficult and took me a while but I've started to do that I started doing that as well I I might take longer but I eventually go with my instincts and say this is not right for me we're not on the same page our life are not right now are not on the same path I want x you want y your aggression is not something I can handle you cursing a stranger makes me feel uncomfortable in this specific situation that was unwarranted. I feel sick every time I hang out with you. And that means something. And at the same time, there's all these green flags. I'm so happy and thrilled to see a text from you or to go out with you for a drink or to walk around in the park or every time I see your face. I'm happy. These are also important signs that we need to look at. So I want to end it on a hopeful, more positive note and say that as important as it is to listen to the red flags and look at them and acknowledge them and do something about them and recognize them within ourselves. It is equally important to look for the green signs where our body is basically saying, this is good for you. This is a good place to be in. This makes you happy. And if something doesn't make you happy, you can talk about it. You can bring it up doesn't have to end. It could be a conversation of, hey, when this happens, I feel unsafe. Is there another way we can handle this? Everything has the ability to resolve itself for the most part. Of course, there are exceptions with talking through them, but what we need is to know what they are and what those triggers are. And what they are for us and what triggers us doesn't necessarily trigger other people. Like the jealousy thing I said before. Some people hate jealousy. They can't stand jealousy. Jealousy scares them. And some people crave some sort of a sense of belonging. And they preview that as jealousy. So open communication about our own red flags or the things that worry us or the things that we grew with that shaped us and we feel that um, might not be in line with the other persons is very important. 
And with that said, I'm wrapping my 15th podcast. I would love to hear your um, comments and um, perspective on these subjects and topics. And if you like it, please subscribe, share, like, and um, I will see you on the next one when that one comes to mind. And um, if you want to suggest a topic, you are more than welcome to connect with me on Instagram, DoorDoorNYC. Thank you for being here. Thank you to Ivan Gomez for this beautiful music. And